0: Welcome, lovers, to another episode of Oso oh Smith and the Wedding Podcast. If you're in your bride era, then this podcast needs to be your new obsession. Today, I had the chance to chat with Emma, creative director of A Rose Touch. She's the wedding planner, stylist, and on-the-day coordinator of your dreams, and she's also about to add the role of a celebrant to her repertoire. So she literally is your wedding queen when it comes to planning your day. We, of course, talk about all the reasons why choosing a wedding planner for your day is crucial to alleviate stress, but also discuss some misconceptions of having a wedding planner and how there are so many options for you. We hear about the trends that are here to stay for 2024, so this is an episode you won't want to miss. Let's just get straight into today's episode. Welcome, Emma. I am so excited to have you on the podcast to chat about your role as a planner, stylist, coordinator, and soon to be celebrant. Um, I knew I needed to have you on the podcast as I realized how similar our couple meetings looked, and that is full of cocktails and all the good vibes. So, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today.
1: Yay! I can't wait. I am so excited to be here and so grateful that you have taken the time to have me on the podcast. Of course. So, let's just start at
0: the beginning. Give us a little insight into you, where you're from, what you do, and what you just adore
1: doing in all your probably no spare time. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm M, creative director of a Rose Touch, which is a wedding planning, styling, and on day coordination business. So I'm 30. Thriving, loving life. My events career started from a very young age of about five. Wow, I um, I love this. (laughs) Literally would coordinate and organise nearly everything in my life for my family. <laughs> uh, every Christmas, every birthday, every Chinese takeaway, I'm like, I'm doing the order, let me do it. I'm like, I think I drove everybody bonkers from a very young age. Um, but basically, my career side started when I was 18. So I was studying marketing and PR, uh, really didn't want to go to uni, but fell into that category of my parents being like, if you don't go, you're not going to go. So you need to go now.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then it's almost like you just like figuring out what to study. You're like, okay, well, if I'm going like, well, then what am I choosing from? I feel like I was definitely also in that category and I fell into teaching, um, obviously just love children and being around kids and everything like that. But I also just look back at that time and think, why was that just such a natural progression? Did I do?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I definitely spend a lot of time harping onto people now making that choice. I'm mm-hmm. like, don't just go because people are forcing you to go, A, because it's freaking expensive yeah I still have a massive hex debt but also because I was I had so many skills that I could have tapped into in the workforce that I didn't need a degree for and I definitely think on reflection I didn't need a degree for this career but I think it's helped enable me to get certain jobs in the past where people still have that favourable idea of a degree is better than no degree but I basically picked a degree based on what my skill set was and what I loved and that was people. Being around people constantly, being in a platform where I was publicly speaking. Yeah, surrounded by people. That was my only sort of brief for like, yeah. what could I do? I love organizing. I'm a control freak. You know, it's I almost enjoy... like that role was just
0: handed to you. The fact that you yeah. love being around people, organizing thing, it's like, perfect,
1: let's just dive yeah. straight into the wedding industry. Exactly. So then I started at a bar, which. Mm-hmm. Was quite a bougie bar back then, and it had multiple facets within the space. And I ended up at 18 running all of the weddings, so I became like the on-floor coordinator. Yeah, and that was sort of like my initial glimpse into like real life events that were other than my Chinese takeaway orders and like the birthday plans and all the things. Like, mom and dad, I've made it! Like, I'm organizing events. Yeah. I've progressed. I progressed in life. So that was super challenging because obviously I was a very young coordinator. Um, I got progressed to management at like nearly 19 and running a team of people that were a lot older than me was super challenging and was probably the first real like out of my comfort zone sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah I was there for a couple of years and then I was nominated for this award, which was like the Industry Rising Star Award through the AHA, which is like Australia Association. Which at the time I was like, oh, this is weird. Like, why have they nominated me? Why do I have to put this application together? Like, yeah. who's going to assess me? Is Do I have to do a speech? Like, all these things. And then we had the awards night and it was the last award of the night. So I sat there all frocked up, makeup done, so excited to go to this event. And I couldn't eat. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't yeah. drink because I was just so stressed that, like, this award's not being announced till the last thing. So I ended up winning the award and I didn't realize it had monetary value attached to it, but you had to use it within the industry. So I actually bought a one-way ticket to London to go and do events over there when I was 21 and I lived there for like three and a half years doing event management and all the fun things, exploring a big, humongous, scary, daunting city and basically loved Loved being there, loved exploring what events looked like on the other side of the world. I was able to do weddings in like the countryside. Like it was yeah. so cool to just do something different. And then when I came back, I started at Crown Perth, which was the probably one of the biggest um, entertainment complexes in yeah. Perth and specified in weddings and mainly like charity events, all the balls, all the big yeah. gala dinners for charities And just loved it, but realized that that working for the man mentality and working for a brand that big was just not my jam. It was not my bread and butter. It was not a vibe. I was so overworked, so anxious because I just felt like there was so much pressure to uphold this brand. And people didn't really appreciate the effort you put in. They didn't appreciate the above and beyond attitude that I had. And I remember having a very long chat with my manager at the time on a night out, which was probably the wrong platform because <laughs> we both had a number of wines, yeah. but he said to me, I feel like you've reached the threshold. Like you literally cannot do any more here. And I feel like you need to go and do your own business because you have so much passion to give, but you can't give that passion here. Like there is no further like funnel for that, like passion to go down So he said to me, you know, you're the type of person that if you could make their bed, walk them down the aisle, sit them at their table, feed them their dinner and then make the speech. He's like, you do it all. And I was like, you watch one day I will do all of this. And during COVID, that's where a rose touch came into the idea. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what I love for me. And I'm going to be able to pick my own people, pick my own journey, pick my own clients and just really throw myself into what I love doing and make it something that I'm super proud of and super like happy to be. Yes.
0: Doing. I love that story in progression. And it's almost like what better um, person or couple is more deserving of all that passion that you have um, to yeah. be a part of their day, which is so beautiful because you can tell how passionate you are. And, you know, with all the experience and all of those skills that you've developed in all those other different roles, like imagine how fortunate those incredible couples are that you have to have you a Bless part of you. their day. I've spoken so many times with many different guests on the podcast about choosing your team and you need people who are obsessed with you obsessed with the industry obsessed with love and all the things because you really can't you'd have to agree you cannot be in this industry if you don't like people i was just gonna say (laughs) you can't be in this industry
1: if you don't like people you cannot be in this industry if you don't like serving people to get them to the best possible outcome for them like it's not about you it's not about how much you love yourself in this role. It's about yeah. literally going in there and being like, I am here for you. What do you need? How can I help you? How can I make this day the most memorable day of yeah. your life? I don't care if I've got to do the blood, sweat and tears thing for you. That's fine. I've yes. got this. Yeah. Um. But I just, I need to be there for you. And whatever capacity that is, I am so, so happy to be in. And I think that's so important to talk about because, I find here in Perth, there is, you know, a massive um, wedding industry here, but I definitely feel like I've come across a lot of vendors recently where I'm like, I don't feel like this industry perhaps is for you anymore. Because you can see that people are getting really burnt out with having to constantly be that really customer facing Uh, personality yeah whereas for me I'm like the minute I start to feel like this job is a chore or it's boring or I'm drained or I can't emotionally commit to you yeah you tap out Like you have to be invested and you have to want to show up for these people and to show up for other vendors. Like I think I definitely can hand on heart say I have such a one team, one dream approach. Like I will muck in with anything if it makes the day as a whole better for that client. Like if I can see a vendor is struggling to finish their florals or to move the furniture that they've come to set up, I'm like, can I help you? Like, let me help. Whereas other people stand there and they're like, clock watch. And I'm like, if we just all mucked in here, this would be a really quicker outcome.
0: Yes. And I think similarly to the role of a celebrant, like a planner's, I guess, time frame with a couple is so long. Um, it it's not so just a matter enough. of like booking the vendor in and then being like, yep. okay, perfect. Let's just chat, you know, yep. a week out. Uh, yep. I guess there is just that time to build that relationship and so much energy, so much love, All of the things go into such a long period of time. So you do really need to kind of like be obsessed with your people. Yeah.
1: And I think like we were saying the other day when we were chatting about, you know, the meeting and greeting part of picking those clients Mm -hmm. and then picking you. The reason I do that is because it's a two-way thing. I can't just show up for you if you're not going to show up back. Like if yeah. you're not going to bring any personality or any openness to the relationship and the connection that we're going to go on this journey for a year at yes. least, Yeah, in most instances, we have to vibe. We have to become friends. We have yeah. to have yeah. wine. We have to do all these things because <laughs> have have otherwise, <laughs> exactly, we have to have wine. It is a must. If you're a non-drinker, don't inquire. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know when you're like, I, I enjoy that process. And you get that feel for those people really quickly when you meet them to be like, are we going to vibe? Could I sit with you? Could, if we got locked in a room together, could we have a conversation? And if that's a big fat no, it's probably going to be a big fat no for we're not the right, Yeah, we're not the right fit. And
0: I think that that's okay in acknowledging that and also finding the right people for you. Like I think that when yeah. my couples come across me, whether that be on socials, whether that be at another wedding, whether that be a friend of a friend, like often friends will refer me and be like, well, if you love her, then I'm going to love her too. But you'll know yeah. straight away if I'm your person person. I'm either yeah. too much or I was just gonna say we're either
1: too much or too much or too much.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say we are never not enough. We are always enough. Um no, and we're that's... never not enough. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a them problem as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> exactly. But it's so true. People will often just maybe message me on socials and be like, hey, this is the date. Like, we want you. Are you available? It's not a matter of like, hey, let's figure it out because I feel like I show myself enough on socials yeah. for people to be like, yep, that's a vibe yeah. um, or just don't inquire. And I guess yeah. that's a you problem. <laughs>
1: That's a new problem. Oh, yeah, 100%. I love that so much.
0: Now, let's get into the role of all those different um, areas that you cover. Why do you think yeah. it is so important for couples to be choosing a planner for their day?
1: Well, first and foremost, I think that having a wedding planner just saves you so much time, energy and stress my biggest thing that i absolutely hate seeing on all of these wedding pages or even when i meet brides later in their planning journey and they queue and they're like i'm just so overwhelmed i'm so stressed and i just want it to be over i'm like i do not want to hear you say i just want it to be over yeah because you are spending the most amount of money you will ever spend on one single day of your life like it is such an investment and you have Put all of this hard work, blood, sweat, and tears—you know, thought—into uh, creating this amazing day, and you want it to go well. You want it to go smoothly. You want it to be a seamless, beautiful, memorable event for people that are coming to your wedding. And I just think people don't have any qualms with booking a photographer that's five to ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Booking a florist that's eight to twelve thousand dollars.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: that's a one-day. It's a one-day thing where those florals unfortunately go in the bin the next day. Mm -hmm. I'm like people have an issue with investing in a planner because they think it's such a luxury or it's such an over – expensive sort of market and i just i really don't agree i think the fact that you are investing in someone for a year of your life that is there to bounce off to offer you support to offer you a shoulder to cry on for you to vent at for yeah. you to let's lay it out why is yeah. your mum bothering you like yeah. You know, almost just you being confused. that like
0: best friend during the process to be like, yeah. Hey, no one else really wants to talk about this with you other than me. Exactly. Like, as like your, your friends are going to
1: get so bored of listening to you bang on about how stressed you are with your wedding. And that's where I feel like having that person like a planner comes in and you just think, Okay, I can speak mm. to her, I can message her, I can shoot her an email. Like I had a bride yeah. last week being like, I feel like I've woken up with the worries of the world on my shoulders. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let's chat that out. Why do yeah. you feel like that? Yeah. What's going on? Has something happened? Like what if what's triggered that? Yeah. Oh, it was just a comment that my mum made. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go through the comment. Let's break it down. And then within 10 minutes, the whole script had flipped. And she was like, okay, I feel better. This is why I have you. I'm so grateful for you. And I was like, those comments, I don't think people realize how much those little comments mean the world to people like me who are like putting out spot fires left, right and center for people because we care and we genuinely know how to probably fix how you're feeling because we've done it before and we can offer you solutions and advice and all the things to make you feel a little bit calmer and a little bit more reassured that it's going to be okay. Yeah, I um, completely
0: agree. And sometimes those comments can be around expectations that other people around the couple might have or, yeah. you know, decisions on choices in the lead up to the day. So many things. But I definitely think there is this misconception around planners. And as you say, it's a luxury. I think yeah. that when I was going through my wedding planning journey, I don't even remember it really coming up because I was like oh no that's just like what the rich people do <laughs> yeah but really- and it's still that
1: bougie rich concept that like if you're not earning a certain amount of money like you definitely couldn't afford a planner yeah. I'm like, like- even if you're time poor and just a working professional on an average wage, like you definitely can afford a planner unless you're charging people like 20 grand, which unfortunately I'm not. Unfortunately for them, I'm not. Um, I don't really get it because I'm like, when you break it down, it's like when you do the whole math of, you know, how much do I spend on coffee a week? And if I added that up, and added up that times the rest of the year, you know, that's a wedding planner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) I agree. And I think that also it's like just – scaling back looking at your wedding planning journey from the very beginning and thinking okay what your non-negotiables are for me it was a videographer but like i also on that didn't get a photographer because i wanted a videographer so bad and i'm also not really like a photo person it's just not really my vibe i knew it was going to like stress me out on the day um, overwhelm me i would have felt awkward i just kind of wanted someone to follow me around and just capture the moment with my husband
1: wow i've yeah. never heard of
0: anyone not have a photographer this is amazing. I said that to a couple the other day and they're like, sorry. And I was like, oh, yeah, just, I know it's kind of a big deal, but I at the time just didn't really see the value in getting photos, which I'm sure they would have turned out amazing, but it would have made yeah. me feel odd. Um, yeah. And then, like, what do I do with them? Like, I don't know. I just, but this was is like, the thing.
1: I get that as well because I'm like, a video I would probably watch way more than looking back at 500 photos that they give you, right? But I also think that capturing those little moments that you don't even think somebody's watching is so much more amazing to reflect on. So I totally get that. I mean, I am, I am a photo person and all my friends get really annoyed that I am like, let's get a photo. And yeah. I'm like, you know, when we're all 80 and senile, you'll be grateful that we have yeah. those photos to look back oh, on.
0: Absolutely. But for someone, their non-negotiable might be like, you know what? I've just taken on this huge scope at work. I really want to yeah. focus on my career this year. Or, um, you know, you might have kids and it might just be not that season in your life. And you might go, You know what? That's going to really alleviate the stress. Um, It's not going to cause all the panic attacks. I'm going to kind of have this, you know, bestie along the journey with me. So I'm going to make sure that I can afford it and maybe I'll scale back on. XYZ um, in other vendor areas, which yeah, I just think it's so important to have that chat at the beginning, and also for couples to know that I'm sure you provide a couple of different packages, and it's not just like a Absolutely. one hit wonder, and it's like no. thousands. Of you don't thousands have of to dollars. have the
1: thousands and thousands of dollars ones. Like yeah. I have three different packages, so I've tried to cover all bases with, you know. If you want full wedding planning, I have a package for that. If you want to do the big ticket items, but then you hit the hurdle of I don't know how to style my wedding and I don't know how aesthetically this is going to come together. I also have a package for that, that is styling and then I'm there on the day to still pull it all together. I then have an on-day coordination package because I know that people are sometimes just super happy to plan their own wedding. And I love that. I absolutely love that for them because... I do think it's a really fun, exciting process. And I think if you can approach it with a really open heart, open mind and just excited approach, it's all going to come together. And then you get to handball it to somebody at the end to actually make it come together. Somebody who knows what they're doing, not just your aunt Sally, who's going to be like, oh, I'll put the candles out. And it's like, oh, thanks, no, Sal, Sally. But no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not no. in charge of the ca- candles, honey. Sorry about that.
0: But I think as well, like for sure, plan your own wedding. You might love and be obsessed with all things weddings. You've dreamt of this time in your life to be able to choose and have that real aesthetic eye of knowing like exactly what you want. But the thing is, and so many couples need to know this, is that you can't, do it and bring it together on the day like how are you getting your makeup done and putting the candles out
1: (laughs) I said this to a bride the other week I was like so how are you walking down the aisle and lighting your own candles and how are you putting your welcome sign out before the guests get there because they're not going to get there after you honey they're going to get there before you and you know how are you doing all these little intricate details when you're meant to be just enjoying yourself and getting excited and being with your friends and just loving the getting ready process. Like you don't want a vendor ringing you, being like, hey, I can't get in the gate. Can you let the venue manager know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sorry, that's out of your control. You're getting your makeup done. Like you need to
0: palm that off. And you don't want anyone kind of in your zone. You just want to be so calm, present, yeah, all the intention there. Because you just tapped um, on that just then about the venue coordinator. Can you share a little bit about the difference between a wedding planner and say a venue coordinator and how that differs because often couples might choose to book a venue and that, you know, at times will obviously come with a venue coordinator, but how does that differ
1: with your role? Because I think that that can sometimes become a really gray area. So I think the biggest uh, difference for me between a venue coordinator and somebody like myself, having been a venue coordinator, I know the difference. Um, So I think that is super important for me to have that insight. But I think the biggest difference is they're there for the venue. First and foremost, they're there for the venue. So they are there to make sure the venue is doing all of their compliance and reputational checks. So that is making sure the food service happens on time, making sure the beverage service is properly done, making sure if you're using their styling items, that their styling items are represented in their brand way. They're not necessarily there to supply you with their time and energy to put out all the little intricate details that you have invested in and that you have brought into the venue, um, some venues have amazing venue coordinators. And when I was a venue coordinator, I can hold my hand up and say I did way more than the average Joe Blow would in that venue coordinator role because I genuinely cared. Yes. But some of them are like, that's not my role. Yeah. That's not my role. That's not my role. And my debate with the clients when I'm explaining this is whose role is that then? Yeah. Because if you don't have someone external that's going to come in and do all those fluffy things that you want and set things out how you want yeah. and set things out how you've envisioned them nine times out of 10 they're actually putting a setup staff member who might be between 18 and 25 who is just getting some extra cash for their you know uni studies or whatever they're not an expert in how to style something or how to make it look pretty or how to you know make sure it's actually what you want they might not read that briefing explanation of I want five candles to be clustered on the table in this way facing to the right blah 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 like there are so many intricate like directions that brides have given me in the past they write sketches up they do so many things where I'm like I don't think that is the responsibility of the venue and they will not do that for you so you need to invest in someone that's going to actually bring that vision to life for you because When I worked at Crown, for example, we had like a two-item setup rule. Anything beyond that, we charged the client for, which I think is just absurd because they're paying such a large amount of money. But again, it fell to the fact that it wasn't their role to do that. And if you wanted us to do that, we would have to get an extra staff member in to be dedicated to that role on the day. And not every venue has the capacity to have extra staff members come in to put all your candles out and all your florals out. Um, so I think the biggest sort of difference is they're there for the venue. They're not necessarily there for you. Whereas my role as your coordinator is I am your person. I will meet you at the car. I will fluff your dress. I will take your bag. I will put your, you know, items that you've brought along somewhere else. I'm going to make sure that your mum knows later on in the night, This is where the stuff is.
0: Yeah. And because it is those little things. Yeah. You have your little bag with you because you want to do a lip touch up when you get out of the car, right? Before you walk down the aisle. But then who's taking the bag? Who's going to take the
1: bag? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess it's all those little things that you just don't really consider until it plays out. Uh, So I guess for those who are listening and those who have booked a venue for their day, but are also tossing up and going like, oh, wait, maybe it is a coordinator On the day, coordinator or a planner that I'm in need of, um, I guess it's just having that conversation, being really clear on what's involved from your venue and the coordination team, what's involved in that and provided. And then also, like, okay, well, do I need to fill in any gaps and how is that going to make me feel on the day? Exactly.
1: I had a bride yesterday message me and she was devastated that I was booked on the date that she wanted. She's like, I'm looking for more of a friend. I need Mm -hmm. a friend that's going to calm me down, do some breath work with me. And I was just like, oh my God, it broke my heart that I couldn't be there on the day because I was booked. But it was the way she said, I just, I want someone that's there for me. I want someone that if I need something or if I'm feeling anxious or if I'm feeling stressed, that you're going to actually have the ability to calm me down and make me feel like it's okay, that everything's covered, that everything's dotted and crossed because I've invested in that service. I've invested in you making me reassured and feel that way, you know?
0: And there really is like no monetary value that you can really put on that and what it's going to give you on the day in regards to how you feel how calm you are absolutely how present you are with your partner because I'm sure there's so many times on the day where you're like going up to your couple being like hey you guys should go take a
1: moment like this is your day Um, and that's the thing the venue coordinator does not remind you to take those moments (laughs) that venue coordinator doesn't actually really engage with you because they're off running yeah The show. They're they're making sure your food's coming out on time for
0: yourself and the guests, but you're making sure that you and the couple are eating
1: the food. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm like, have you eaten? Have you (laughs) drank? And they're like, no, we're too busy. I'm like, okay, I think it's time for you to go and sit and eat your meal now. And they're like, okay. (laughs) So it is so bittersweet when you say goodbye to the couple because you're like, I
0: miss you. I love you.
1: <laughs> like, I just I, I don't feel you. like there's a better feeling. I don't Yeah. I'm I'm like, I dare you to tell me another job where you get that better feeling. Yes. I'm sure there is. Like when you save someone's life, you know, that must be pretty yeah. bloody rewarding. <laughs> or there
0: is something about midwives is like you look yes. at midwife, like you there is actually no words no gift no anything that you can give to this midwife of yours and you look at them and you just think how can I ever say thank you um for delivering that child yeah, so safely deli- yeah like it's yeah. just like an absolute you know but for I guess for couples like who are in that moment they're in their day like they are so grateful and I see it I witness it myself because I see you know what planners coordinators Uh, bring to that role for a couple, because, you know, there's so many things happening in the background, particularly when I stay on as MC, Yeah, still so important. Like an MC, you know, differs to a venue coordinator that differs to a wedding planner on the site, on the day coordinator. Like all of those three kind of go hand in hand, work simultaneously with each other and all have their own niche, need. Love all of it.
1: Yeah. And I think Um, it's so important as well to note that with those different vendors, like the crucialness of having those vendors vibe on the day. Like you picking a team of people that are going to gel is so important because I've seen it in the past where the photographer doesn't get on with the DJ and then there's like this conflicting thing of, well, what timings are we going to work to? And I need to do this and I need to do that. And it's like we just need to have that one team, one dream approach of this is what we need to do. Like let's get it done and let's make it happen and have that positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My little piece of advice on that is ask your vendors for their preferred suppliers. So yeah. people that they've worked with before, people that they adore. And I'm sure that as a wedding planner, they're probably coming to you first, hopefully finding you before, um, you know, they lock in all their other vendors because I'm sure you have a, a team of 100%. incredible people that yeah. you work with, you value their work, yeah. you know how much they bring to your day and they also match your vibe too. It's not like a, oh, that's super random that she has this photography. That's like just super mellow. Like
1: (laughs) we need another. Yeah. No, I totally
0: agree.
1: The music. Yeah. Where's the music? Yeah.
0: I love that. So, what is one piece of advice, whether it has anything to do with planning coordination, any of that? Um, what is one piece of advice that you can share with couples who are on their planning journey?
1: I think it's important to firstly book a planner. Yes. (laughs) Plug that one straight away. (laughs) Um, No, definitely book a planner because I think it helps you map out the journey. Like you want to be, you want to know what's ahead of you. You don't want to have this approach. And I see it all too often on all these Facebook pages of, I just got engaged. I'm already overwhelmed. Like we need to break that down. What is overwhelming you? And How can we overcome the overwhelm? Because I actually don't think it needs to be as stressful as people make it out to be. Because when you break it into chunks of like, this is what I know I need to do first. This is the middle part. This is the last minute bits that I need to do. That makes it super simple for you to actually process in your brain. Okay, I have this big event coming up. Yes, it's my wedding, but it's going to be fine because I know what I'm doing. I have it all mapped out. I know what I need to tick off when. And I have someone that's guiding me along the way that's going to say, hey, Em, we need to do this. Hey, Em, we need to do that. You know, this is where we're up to. And it's like a a mental checklist that somebody else is actually going to help you with to just prompt you along the way ever so gently to be like, hello, just letting you know we're approaching this point and we need to look at this. And then they become so much more content with the fact that it's not this gigantic, overwhelming whirlwind of emotions necessary. Because it can be really broken down. So I think yeah. my biggest advice would be invest in a planner and stop thinking that it's not within your price point because it yeah. absolutely can be. And yeah. we are so flexible to make yeah. it achievable so that you feel supported.
0: Yeah. And um, you can also be going to you, I'm assuming, and saying like, look, this is our budget. Um, I really want a planner. Like how can I cut on other I guess, vendors or things that I really want a part of my day, but like, look, do I really want that if I can't have the planner? It's like, just, just start chatting everyone. Let's just open these conversations. Open the conversation.
1: Tell me about how you're feeling. Tell me about what you're wanting and let's make a plan for sure. And
0: just inquire definitely at the beginning, because of course you might have that chat initially and then actually say, you know what, I'm happy to plan it, but I really want you for the the on-the-day coordinator because I just can't pull it together at the end. I'm sure there's so many ways the conversation can come through. 100%. um, And it's just about reaching out. And I guess now that we've convinced those who are listening that they need a planner, yourself, um, coordinator for the day – Share with us a little bit about um, what's on for 2024. We are so close to reaching the end of the year, but do you have any exciting news or what do you have planned? We
1: are super close to the ex- end of the year and I cannot bloody wait. So I have 10 days working <laughs> at my job left and I am oh going all in with this business next year. And I oh. cannot freaking wait yes. to just be in this space 24-7, obsessed, loving it. And without an external pressure of having another job to think about, like I just cannot wait to have this be the full front of my mind and to be able to creatively unleash all these ideas I have festering in my little brain um, for next year. Like I am super excited. I have a massive plan of launching this new service that captures the overwhelm. And I cannot wait. I'm not going to divulge too much info about it because it's very much still in construction phase.
0: We can come back to it when you launch it. But when I'm launching it, baby, we are doing We'll
1: do something (laughs) because it's going to be fabulous. Um, As you mentioned at the start, I am halfway through my Celebrant course. So very excited to add that to the string of services for couples. I think my thought process with being a Celebrant was to be able to help people that want that micro wedding feeling, but a really bougie, beautiful experience for them to still come to a beautifully created tablescape, have an intimate feeling of, you know, all their nearest and dearest people with them, but have something that's not just a ceremony, legals only aspect. And just to be able to be part of that day and still have that special feeling that was sort of my logic behind it. Um, And also, I am too launching a podcast in the new Yay. year, but it's going to be a fun, like, oh, I'm so nervous to even have this conversation because it's like the first time I probably told anybody about it. But I yeah. figured why not give it a little, you know, Absolutely. a little talk and a little nudge on this podcast. Um I am a single wedding planner. So I want to capture, you know, the single dating life of what a wedding planner actually goes through, as well as all my wedding juice and, you know, all the wedding tips, tricks, and all the things. So when I launch it, it's actually going to be called the Single Wedding Planner Podcast. And I cannot freaking wait. So I
0: cannot wait to hear all of this. I know we had a sneaky little chat about this. When we spoke last time um, and you were just kind of throwing around the idea. So I am yes. so excited for you. So proud of the big leap that you're taking oh, in the new year you, with so love. many exciting things to come. I just feel all the energy coming your way, which is super exciting. So where can everyone find you? Are you on socials, Instagram, TikTok, social vibes? Yep. So
1: Instagram is probably my main jam. So yep. my handle is at a Rose touch underscore um, email, Text, phone. I'm such a caller, such a voice yep. noter. Feel free to slide on into my DMs and send me a voice note if you feel comfortable. That is so my jam. Um, so yeah, however you wish to contact me. Unfortunately, my Facebook page got hacked a couple of months ago, and I've just decided that
0: I'm not going to look. Along with so many that.
1: other people, yeah, I'm just not <laughs> going to explore that. Yeah. That's just not for I me also right now. I just
0: feel like your incredible couples, you know, your brides to be—they're not.
1: On Facebook. They're not We're on, on Facebook. We're yeah. done with Facebook. So I think my dreamy, beautiful clients are all sitting in the gram and I feel like that is where I get yes. the most traction. We, yeah. That's that's where your people are at. That's where my people are at. And my people now, are probably also in person. And I love that meeting and yes. greeting side of yeah. just meeting people out in coffee shops and bars yeah. and... Absolutely. My mum corners people's at pubs and she's like, My daughter's a wedding planner. I know you're in the you're toilet, like in the but here's her business card. <laughs> I'm like, for God's sakes.
0: And are you single? Because yeah. has a podcast, and do you have any single friends?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love, I love this. that.
0: Now, before we go today, I just want to touch on a little bit about the trends that we are hopefully going to see in 2024. So, what can you kind of share some insight on?
1: Oh, I feel like all of my couples are doing very different things. Yep. Nobody's following the same sort of standard white wedding thing anymore. Yep. I feel like that sort of ship sailed. I think everybody is about the color and adding, yep. you know, those interactive elements to their wedding, be it, you know, entertainment wise or you know, an interactive food experience for people. Um, I'm definitely finding people are doing away with cutting cakes. I think that's become a very much a dated tradition. People don't throw bouquets anymore. People don't do the games. They don't do the garter game. They don't do all of those tacky sort of elements that I feel are very dated. I think a lot of people just really want that, yeah, interactive experience, the saxophonist, like all of those things that just make it such a luxurious wedding and an experience for their guests to walk away from thinking, oh my actual God, that was amazing, you know? Yeah,
0: just going different, as you say, like not tacky, all class, finding different elements in their day to like bring it to life.
1: Yeah. And I love things like all those little personalized, touches you know the personalized notes and things Mm. you know little photos that people leave for their guests with a story about when the photo was taken or what they mean to them like I just think it's so um personal a wedding, right? And you invite the people that, well, in my opinion, you should invite people that are your nearest and dearest and most valuable and treasured people in your life. I'm not about the inviting every Tom, Dick and Harry to your wedding. I think it's that whole opinion has gone out the window. And I think a lot of um, traditional cultural weddings have also conformed to the idea of not necessarily having all of the people there. Um, Because I think people are really starting to put their foot down with this is actually what's important to me yeah. and I feel so strongly about it and I'm going to yeah. fight like hell to make sure yes. that you understand that that's also the requirement. Yeah. Um, but I feel like having those, yeah, those really special people there and making them aware that they are one of your most valued people in life, yeah. I think is so, so lovely. Yeah.
0: We're so much better at like setting boundaries and just being like, nope, you know what? This is days for me. And like, we can have that conversation around whether you're invited, whether you're not, like what the expectations are around the choices in which couples are making. We are getting so much better at
1: it. So much better at the boundary setting.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I have loved chatting with you today. I feel like it just came with so much ease because we're both equally we both love it weddings. we
1: both love <laughs> it and you can just tell like the the smiles oh, say it all I feel like oh, you can just tell we are obsessed know. with this job you I know. know it
0: is so sad that you are so far away but I'm I know one day
1: <laughs> I know we need um, to get you over
0: but yes so no, I cannot wait to also tune into the podcast but we will also definitely have to do a as I said an insta live situation for the
1: launch of that but also the launch, the launch of, of your new service Yes, that would be fabulous. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I've absolutely
0: loved it. Appreciate you and we will chat soon.
1: Yay. Have a great day, my love.
0: Bye. Now, lovers, that is all there is time for today. I hope you adored this episode just as much as I did. As you indulge, be sure to share away on your socials, tagging at underscore. So I can feed to you and of course, do a sneaky follow and stalk on your wedding day. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast five star, of course, and share the love of the podcast to those who are about to walk down the aisle. Be sure to check out and join the official Fit and Love book over on Facebook. These are our people because remember, no one loves talking about your wedding day more than those about to say I do. I'm here to make your day that little bit more intentional and curated with all the finer details. Within this community, choose kindness. And as always, I acknowledge the land in which I'm recording this podcast. I can't wait to chat next week, lovers. Bye-bye.